Health is Wealth with Dr. Mike on 105.9 The Region. Welcome to Health is Wealth with Dr. Mike. I'm Station Manager Tina Cortez, and my co-host is Dr. Mike Carozza. Good morning, Dr. Mike. Good morning, Tina. Let's start the show like we did last week. We are still talking about the coronavirus. Absolutely. And I think it's really important to discuss some of the things that we need to do. Um, And I think prevention is going to be the most important here. Let's face it. I mean, there's not going to be a vaccine. We're not going to be able to get this. It's not going to come in time. This is the key in terms of prevention is going to be the key for this virus and many other viruses as well. So I think that the idea is, you know, we're going to be talking about cardiovascular disease today, um, which is another uh, idea and topic of of prevention. And um, what we want to just keep our listeners informed with is that coronavirus is spread through obviously the water droplets when you sneeze and you cough. So you really want to cough in your sleeve. You really want to avoid things like handshaking when you're coughing and um, just really do your best. I, the studies and the research show that if you wash your hands up to five to six times a day, it's going to actually be the most protective uh, with this. And in terms of wearing face masks and whatnot, the only uh, research that shows this is going to be effective is actually the people who are carrying it can prevent it. But even still, if they're not washing their hands, and they're touching the mask and putting it on and off, this is where it's actually shown to be not effective. So, you know, uh, one thing I like to say to our listeners is that, you know, if you're sick, stay home. Just really just stay home no matter what you have. And I I mean, we have a policy in our office with with our staff. And listen, we understand there's sick days and people don't feel well. And it's like nothing's worse than you you wanting to go to work when you don't feel well. You're not going to function as well as you normally will. And you're going to spread something to some other coworkers. So I think what's fair is this, you know, just stay home, rest up, get yourself well. um, And some good immune support, um, you know, mechanisms or or herbs that I like. Um, So echinacea is a big one in terms of prevention, in terms of uh, for children elderberry is a really really good one my favorite right now and it's really hot and it's not you probably haven't heard it it's aronia berry aka choke berry um it actually has 10 times the antioxidant content than elderberry um and hence why it's called chokeberry because you drink a little bit and you 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 really want to choke like it's so pungent wow. in terms of its uh, uh antioxidants so like things like vitamin c is going to be instrumental as well and then i like probiotics and the specific strains that you can get to um ward off things like uh, the respiratory viruses. So vitamin C in conjunction with a good probiotic and things like elderberry together will actually help your immune system. Now today, as you mentioned, you want to focus on heart health because we are in the month of February and this is our focus this month. Absolutely. In last segment, we talked about uh, the fatty liver disease, which is a big cause. And we talked about the metabolic syndrome and the syndrome X and then how this is all precursors and pre it will predispose individuals to cardiovascular disease and, and and what we want to focus on this segment is to talk about right off the bat cardiovascular disease and what it is. And just to say, you know, this is important because CVD, cardiovascular disease, is the second top killer in, in Canada. And it's, it's high up there. And it's been there for a while. Well, here's the headline at heartandstroke.ca. Eight in ten cases of premature heart disease and stroke cases are preventable through healthy lifestyle behaviors. Absolutely. 
And, and, you know, that's where I started when I started, mm-hmm. you know, up in tw- like 15, 20 years ago when I started my research and I looked at how cardiovascular disease can be prevented and, uh, you know, how it affected my family personally. And so, you know, I've had a lot of loved ones in my family that's been affected by cardiovascular disease. And so my mission when I first came out of uh, med school was to just try to help this. And it's, it's tough. There are still people that don't know enough. And uh, prevention is going to be the most important, especially when it comes to things like diet. But what do we know about cardiovascular disease now that we didn't 10 years ago? Let's start there. Yeah. So this atherosclerosis, these plaques, this formation, this is inflammation, okay? This is predominantly inflammation. And you can measure this, okay? Because when this inflammation becomes persistent and chronic, these plaques that are close to the heart can ha- can result in a myocardial infarction. And then if it's close to the brain, this is where uh, strokes happen. So that these... these um, it, these plaques start forming and then they give rise to an immune response. So your immune system then gets um, triggered. So then you have an immune response. And whenever your immune system gets uh, triggered, uh, you know, Tina, what happens is inflammation comes with that, okay? And so these inflammatory mediators, if you will, they get triggered. And then that just causes, that's what causes the problem. And then things like blood pressure, elevated blood pressure can be not only triggers, uh, but also could be a sequelae of, the actual inflammatory response in the arteries. Now, these arteries, Tina, they're very small. They're very, very tiny. So it's like if you bump your your wrist or if you bump your toe and, you know, you'll get a bump, right? Um, And that's usually what happens on the inside of a tiny artery. And so this inflammatory response will actually occlude blood. And then that's when you have the things like that causes strokes and heart heart diseases, cell death, because it's causing occlusion. We know that things like an anti-inflammatory diet and taking things like anti-inflammatories uh, and, and having more of an anti-inflammatory diet will be ideal. So today, what I did is I went by Nature's Emporium, who's, um, you know, obviously supported us in the show. So we went by to just get some really good foods that are anti-inflammatory. So we went to go pick up some turmeric. So you see it here, like you probably didn't know it looked like this. I did not. It looks like ginger. It, well, the same family, of course. And so ginger is a really good anti-inflammatory too, but not as, um, um, you know, potent as I would say is, is turmeric. Now, and then we have some pineapple, right? And so so these anti-inflammatory foods are something you can consume. But let's, let's, not, uh, let's not mislead our listeners. I think what's important is that although this is important to incorporate in your diet, we think that, you know, we know that turmeric and things like pineapple and eating things more like fish, but what's going to happen is you're not going to get that profound anti-inflammatory effect that's going to be significant enough. I mean, you'd have to eat a tons and tons of this on a daily basis to get that profound anti-inflammatory effect. Now it's good. Don't get me wrong. I mean, over time, over courses of time and through evolution, if we do this, things will change. But when you really want to change the intima, the lining, the arteries, the the inflammatory mediators and things like you want to lower things like uh, your blood pressure and you want to control things like your cholesterol, like you really have to start taking some supplements. And that's what I think we're going to talk about. And we have Dr. Fabio Di Stefano. He's on the show today. He's our anti-inflammatory expert. And we, we're going to talk more about, you know, why supplementation is important and how we can get to the bottom of this major illness, which predominantly is an inflammatory condition. Now, are there symptoms to watch for? Absolutely. So the symptoms you have to look out for, by the way, these are like heart disease. You know, I heard it the other day from, from a friend who, who, uh, there was an, there was an individual and a patient, you know, there was a story about a patient who 
just lost like 25 pounds. Blood pressure was normal. Just went for his routine blood work. Was perfectly fine. Was leaving for Aruba the next day. It was December 25th. And, uh, he, you know, he took a hot shower, came out, and boom, massive heart attack. So, you know, his blood work came back, just did his yearly physical. He was good. So what's happening with these types of people? And this is the scary thing. I mean, you know, the, the person was a smoker for over 20 years. So we know we have some risk factors there, but sometimes this comes at you at very quick pace and you wouldn't know. So things to look for is, you know, look at that blood pressure. And although it's not majorly high, a slightly increase in blood pressure um, is going to be a telltale sign of what's going on as well. So you want to look at that, the pinching and the tightness in the chest or the arm that radiates predominantly to the left side is going to be important. And then arm pain obviously usually is, is a significant feature and, and it wasn't, you know, five to 10 years ago. Uh, and then the shortness of breath and dizziness, I think is a, is a big one because that's like, you know, if you get up quickly or you feel like dizzy or you have headaches and that's a sign of blood pressure. But you know, the idea is, you know, just, just because your cholesterol levels are chat in check, it doesn't mean that you're free and clear. We know we have other markers that are really important in the blood. And so we look at, I know I do this with a lot of my patients as well, is that, you know, there's triglycerides, there's good cholesterols. You want to make sure that these are in check as well. And then the HSCRP, Tina, I think is probably one of the most profound blood tests and, and most interesting because it is actually directed to the intima lining, the, the arterial wall, and it can actually measure the inflammation. And we talk about this a lot in our show. And this high sensitive CRP, C-reactive protein is the measure. So you want to make sure this is less than one. And really sometimes even being above three is, is, is going to be a high risk of cardiovascular disease. And so when you look at things like the Framingham Heart Study, and these are big studies that look at the precursors. So having low HDL, high triglycerides, high cholesterol, history of diabetes, being a smoker, and then having things like this elevated inflammatory response, you, you, you are going to be at a significantly higher risk. But what can we do? Okay, so let's hold it right there. When yeah. we come back, the most common cause of high blood pressure, and Dr. D is back with the benefits of turmeric. This is Health is Wealth on 105.9 The Region. Stay with us. Hi, I'm Miranda Malasani. Health is Wealth with Dr. Mike is brought to you by Nature's Emporium, your neighborhood health food store offering everything natural and organic. Make it your one-stop destination for freshly prepared meals, clean beauty products, nutraceuticals, and nutrient-dense options in every aisle. You're listening to 105.9 The Region, and welcome back to Health is Wealth with Dr. Mike. And Dr. Mike, you wanted to focus next on the most common causes of high blood pressure. Yes, because high blood pressure is a predisposing factor when you're looking at cardiovascular disease. And independently, obviously, it is a risk factor. And that's something for heart disease and stroke, it's something that we really need to uh, be cognizant of. And sometimes these uh, causes are things that we otherwise wouldn't uh, uh, understand or know. So it, we talked about inflammation. Now, obviously, this is the major cause of things like the hardening of the arteries. And then there's the environmental factors. When I talk about environmental factors, I'm not talking about living next to a power plant or like a nuclear power plant. I'm talking about environmental factors that not only you're exposed to, but you expose yourself to. Maybe you're a smoker. Maybe your environmental stress 
is in, in when your working environment is becoming high. So like, first of all, toxic exposure is huge. Smoking and history of smoke, we know for sure there's a correlation and it increases the risks tenfold. Um, obviously, we mentioned about things like diabetes and having the type 2 diabetes because this actually will, make, you know, that's more of a four times, uh, if you will, uh, independent risk factor that's going to make this even more um, happen more uh, rapidly. So in terms of stress, stress is also a big factor because some of these individuals, you know, you think you, you'll hear these stories, you know, he was really, he ate healthy. He went to the gym. He's 50 years old. He died of a sudden heart attack. What happened? Yeah, what's what's going, the story there? What's the story there? Well, like stress is a big factor and a lot of people, you know, don't understand what kind of stress, what, how stress is going to impede on their life. You know, and I was with a patient yesterday in my office and she said to me, she said, you know, I'm good. I'm not stressed. And I says, well, how do you know? She says, well, I'm just, I've been doing the la the, the thing that I've been doing for the last 30 years. So I'm good with it and I'm okay. I said, well, listen, fill out this questionnaire. And it's an identity stress assessment form that I let all my patients fill. And so she filled it out and, and, you know, we're trying to get to the root cause of what's going on. And she filled out this questionnaire and I saw that the numbers were astronomic. It was like completely off the charts. So and, what and kind of information is on that questionnaire? So it's just like basic questions. I mean, these are, these are uh, psychological evalu evaluation questions that look at the HPA access, which is your, um, <laughs> we're going to mix up some words and we're going <laughs> to. Yeah, you're uh, going to confuse me now. Hypo, your hypothalamic pituitary access. So your okay. HPA access, which is actually controlling things like cortisol in your brain, which is the stress hormone. And so these questions are simple. It's like, when you wake up, do you wake up refreshed? Do you wake up still tired? Hmm. Um, after sleeping eight hours and you wake up, are you still tired? Like these little questions. And, there, and there's a series of 40 to 50 questions. Anyway, that gives you a nice score. And then you put that into a scorecard. Okay. And then based on that scorecard, it'll tell you if you're overactive, meaning that your HPA is overactive. And if it's overactive, your body is trying to pump out too much cortisol. And that cortisol hormone actually puts pressure on your heart. And this is where it causes a problem. So we talk about things like the stress. Stress is really important. And then there's really simple things like meditation, yoga that you can do to really control and combat the stress. And then things like poor diet, is always going to be at the top of the list from the anti-inflammatory for sure for the anti-inflammatory component but also for the cholesterol component because if you're eating french fries and fried chicken not a good idea this is going to make this inflammatory response it's going to actually clog it up it's going to cause your triglycerides to be elevated your hdl is going to be lower so this is where it can actually diet can actually be the single most important factor hence why the quote that you said when we first started off this segment we talked about what can be, how can this be reversed and how can we prevent this? So there is research that talks about reversing heart disease and we can do this and we'll talk about this on our next show, but predominantly it's the prevention and through diet lifestyle, this is where prevention is going to be important. And then excess coffee and high sodium, right? Cause we know about this, uh, you know, we, we, there's the dash diet, which is really popular and that's actually the dietary intervention to stop hypertension as a result of just cutting out sodium because sodium is everywhere through the processed foods. It sure is. And it's causing this problem and people are having this high blood pressure and they're not supposed to, right? And then, you know, the high, high, high oxidative damage, I want to make this note as well because sometimes high iron, people don't understand how um, important this can actually be because when your body produces too much iron and the, the iron levels are higher in the body, it becomes a pro- 
antioxidant. So it becomes a very damaging molecule and your blood cells actually become more pro-inflammatory. So you want to make sure you control that. Bloodletting is the only way. Um, and then you can just do dietary interventions to cut out things like foods that increase the iron. But we talked about the screening. We talked about things that we want to do. So I'd like to introduce Dr. Fabio Di Stefano, who's actually been on our show a few times, and we love having him on. He's a regular. Thank you. So Dr. D, welcome. Thank you. Thank you for coming on the show. You know, this segment, it hits, it hits home to both of us. I mean, I, sure I, I know, um, I know, you know, my background with, uh, with cardiovascular disease affecting my family. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, and I know it's affected a, a portion of your family as well. Mm-hmm. And in terms of your patients and what you've seen, mm-hmm. you know, we want to really help people and our listeners. And we want to really, you know, when we started off with the show, what, what do we, what do we want to achieve? Well, we want to really just get education. We want people to understand that there are things and there's tools, there's supplements, there's things that they can take to reverse these effects. And so we've just been talking about inflammation being the cause, inflammation being the root cause. Obviously, it's the root cause of many conditions, which we've spoke about, but this particular segment, heart disease. Mm-hmm. And so, and I know you've done extensive research in this area, and I appreciate it. I thank you for coming on. So, oh you know, pleasure. the chronic inflammatory response, let's talk about this, okay. chronic inflammation, mm-hmm. okay? You know, what can we do? What can we do? What supplement do you think we can take that, uh, you know, we talked about taking turmeric in a daily basis, adding it, taking shots, which is great, but unfortunately it's not enough. It's not enough, correct. And I'm, I'm glad you talked about um, prevention because most uh, of our education is geared around um, uh, pr- uh, releasing any confusion when it comes to this topic because it, this is a silent killer. And most people really are, are confused when it comes to the signs. And, and for most people with high blood pressure, there are, there are no signs, as, as you mentioned. Yeah, the signs may come on too late. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, when it's fatal. And so the a part of our job on a daily basis with patients is, is, to, um, is to clear up that misconception. And there are many things we can do when it comes to prevention. And as, as all of you are aware that my favorite supplement uh, due to my research, extensive research, is turmeric. Uh, but again, with, uh, with um, this supplement in particular, there is a lot of uh, miscon- misconceptions out there. Uh, eating the root on a daily basis is, um, is beneficial, but you would have to eat a ton of it. Okay? So, for example, in our supplement, the ultraviolet turmeric, two of our capsules is equivalent to seven times as much root. Okay? Wow. So, and when you take absorption into account. The, going back to the inflammation, the inflammatory process, this is a big part when it comes to plaque buildup. So what is actually happening, uh, this chronic inflammation causes um, the, uh, the cells within the arterial walls to create uh, more inflammation. You get this vicious cascade or, or cycle. The immune system creates more uh, inflammation, creating plaque, uh, plaque buildup, um, elevated cholesterol levels as well. So what turmeric does, it, it, the, there's three main uh, actions that, uh, that, are, that are important to note here, is that it reduces oxidative stress, which is your inflammatory process. And that's because it's an antioxidant, correct? Exactly. So this is where we have to talk about um, inflammation, sort of anti-inflammatories being the same as antioxidants. So what makes something a very good anti-inflammatory is it being a very good antioxidant. And so you look at a supplement like ultraviolet turmeric, you know, it has over 250 antioxidants because we're using the entire root. This, and thereby affecting many, many different diseases and preventing this inflammatory cascade. Uh, 
Um, it, it, so by decreasing oxidative stress, you're reducing, uh, preventing plaque buildup, but you can also help remove plaque from the arteries that are there now, they're, they're, they're existing. Uh, the other thing it does is helps to restore normal functioning of the walls of the, of the arteries and blood vessels, known as the endothelial cells. And lastly, it increases the bioavailability of nitric oxide, which as you know, expands blood vessels, creates more dilation of the blood vessels. So this way you get better blood supply as well. But this, you're not suggesting, I'm sorry, Dr. Mike, no. but you're not suggesting that you take the ultrabiotumeric in isolation, that it has to be in combination Absolutely. with lifestyle changes. Of course, Correct. of course. And this vasodilation that Dr. D just mentioned, it's that uh, vasodilation that if... That, that affects, that increases that artery wall. So what happens is when the arteries get tightened up, obviously the occlusion of blood happens and that's where an increase of blood pressure also happens. So Tina, and for our listeners out there in vision, just squeezing a garden hose. Uh, you know, sometimes I you know I do this when I don't have a handle on it. You just squeeze the garden hose and you increase the pressure, right? So that's what happens in your arteries, those little small flat vessels. You squeeze them, it increases the pressure um, but what happens is you can cause some occlusion. And so I love that uh, Dr. D mentions the vasodilation aspect of, uh, of um, ultrabiotumeric. But, you know, it's not the same, right, as curcumin because, you know, I think what's important is, you know, for our listeners is because there's a lot of, you know, taking curcumin, you know, if you will, you know, there's, there's a lot of research out there. And I, and I think, I, I think the delivery system with this particular product, and I love the fact that it's a whole product because it becomes like you're using the whole root. So you're getting this antioxidant aspect and, and, you know, that's a, that's a huge, uh, it's a huge undertaking. Well, because the, the, the more antioxidants, the better. And that's why we found that by releasing the entire root, you're truly unlocking turmeric's full medicinal potential. All right. As opposed to curcumin, yes, is, is one of the most important active ingredients in the root, but we're taking advantage of the entire root. But so curcumin is one, is one uh, constituent? 3% of the root. Oh, wow. And, and most studies are done in curcumin, which is it's a significant and very important um, anti-inflammatory nutrient. But, but the... The work we've done here with, with the scientists from India uh, is that they discovered other anti-inflammatory antioxidants. Again, more wow. than 250 antioxidants. And, and I'm glad you brought up that point, you know, with regards to lifestyle. This isn't the, the silver bullet. Okay, so Because uh, we're often looking for that quick absolutely. fix. So if someone's a smoker, drinks heavily, lack of exercise, it's not going to cure you. This is, but it will help. It will help. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I think it will help. Absolutely. It, it's, it's, uh, it's, it's one of your best, um, you know, modes Go of to. action. Absolutely. And so the, going, we know prevention is, is better than the cure. As the World Health Organization states, that a lot of these chronic diseases are reversible okay, and, and preventable. Yeah. And so, but again, the, the, with regards to, to other factors uh, to, um, to implement into, into your lifestyle, this is why we, I brought on the hemp seed oil as well. So a lot of studies are showing now that most of these North American diseases are on the rise because lack of essential fatty acids, which are your omegas, right? Correct. But you also need that balance between your omega-3 and 6. Um, it should be 4 to 1 ratio, 3 to 6. Uh, North American diet right now is about 20 to 1, more pro-inflammatory. So what I have my patients doing is taking one tablespoon of hemp seed oil, which is your most balanced and richest source of essential fatty acids, and two capsules of, of the ultraviolet turmeric, and that seems to be the ultimate uh, anti-inflammatory antioxidant combo to stave off a lot of disease. Is there a best time of day to take these? I prefer morning. 
Okay, uh, just because the, the uh, throughout the throughout the night while you're resting, the body has just finished going through repair phase, so it needs more nutrients. But the good thing with these supplements is that there really is no no specific guideline. It's not going to keep you up at night. And uh, but we do suggest with the turmeric you take it with meals or after meals. Hemp seed oil you can take it on its own as well. Okay. And as as an omega scientist, I really appreciate this because. Part of my research is is in the realm of omega threes, and this is a product that is 100% vegan, right, Doctor yes, D? Yes. And I think that's important right now because we're coming to an age right now where, you know, um, sustainability is going to be key, and uh, you know, things that uh, could add to improving our global issue in terms of, um, you know, this, this carbon footprint, if you will, and and then the current issue that we're having with this global warming. Um, and you know, when you, when you use a product like this, you're not really affecting any wildlife and you're not affecting the world and actually making it better. So I love this. And then being an anti-inflammatory. So this is a cold pressed, uh, Correct. so you want to get the first cold press because that's how you keep the oils. You, you make sure it doesn't go rancid. It's in the amber bottle, which is, these are all good things about with it, with an oil. Um, and then, you know, having the, uh, the nice, uh, aspect of being an omega three, again, having that anti-inflammatory like effect, and this will actually, and there's a lot of research on omega threes with uh, with heart disease um, right now, of course, and that's my research. But here's a product you can take. So really good, and kudos to, to making such a good product that is actually sustainable. Now, many of our listeners are also on um, high blood pressure medi- medication, mm-hmm. statins, uh, Lipitor. You hear all these names. Yeah. What about those folks out there who say, you know what, I just can't jump in and take well, something like this, can I? Well, first of all. Uh, when you're taking any of these medications, you want to run it by your primary caregiver. Correct. So that's somebody who's involved in your health and whoever that is and say, look, you know, I heard on this show that I can take this and in and, 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 and replace of this. Now, number one. Number two, there's been a lot of research actually showing that omega-3s, uh, of course, and, and even turmeric, um, you know, have very minimal side effects on the body. I mean, other than a, a minimal a blood thinning effect, there's really uh, there's really no issues. And then maybe if somebody has, just because it's part of the root, so it does have that, you know, um, if you have an ulcer, I think that's the only time I've seen it in patients. But actually, it's going to help <laughs> heal the lining because these these are probably uh, pro-inflammatory conditions. So, you know, a way that I tell patients that, that have issues like this is just take it after food, you know, or just take it with a meal. Yeah, and again, I'm glad you brought that up. Always consult with your physician. Uh, but I will say this is that with extensive research, uh, and seeing it with my patients is that it's actually helping their blood pressure even if they're on uh, blood pressure. High yeah, blood pressure for sure. Uh, again, and and it doesn't interact. I mean, that's, that's the actually. good news because this is at the end of the day, this is from a food. Mm-hmm. You know, these are raw sources from a food. These are these aren't synthetic products, right, Doctor D? Correct. This is this Correct. is this is pure. It's the closest you're going to get to a whole food supplement. This well, is which why is I mean, nice. This is the liver recognizes it as a whole food supplement. So, uh, really, the only caution when it again going back to it's going back to your medical practitioner uh, that you. Don't take it together with your medications. Take it in two to three hours apart. That's it. And someone who has really low blood pressure, they have to be careful because turmeric has been shown to lower blood pressure as well because of that that vasodilatory effect as yeah. well. So you might get some dizziness and maybe yes, a headache. Yes, maybe that, that's why. So the, the um, if you do experience those symptoms, they just have to modify your dosage. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the fact that there are no additives with this, this is what makes it a lot safer to take as well. And and so for our listeners out there, if you're taking. Um, you know, a curcumin product, uh, because I think this is important because we always look at liver enzymes. This is not going to affect the liver enzymes, right? Because, because a lot of the products out there 
are combined with um, black pepper, right, Dr. Correct. D? Correct. So, and that, that actually uh, causes the liver enzymes to become elevated. And we talked about that in our fatty liver disease uh, segment, last segment. We talked about looking for warning signs. And so we don't want to, you know, wor- worry people that, oh my God, my liver enzymes are elevated. Oh my God, what's going on? So, you know, also, so a good CVD preventer, it seems like this is the, the one uh, product that fits all. I love it. I mean, in terms of reducing uh, cholesterol levels, there's some research as well in that as well, Dr. D. Absolutely. Right? So just quickly, the uh, turmeric has been shown to prevent oxidation. So you look at LDL, which is the bad cholesterol. Mm-hmm. You have your HDL, which is the better cholesterol. LDL, when it becomes oxidized, that's what causes more plaque buildup and and, and, uh, and wreaks havoc on your arteries. Turmeric has been shown to prevent oxidation of LDL. Wonderful. And this is how it decreases the cholesterol levels. Great, great. Well, thank you very much for that. And for our listeners out there, you know, this is a constant battle. You know, Tina, this is something that we're, you know, we're here to support you. And I think education is going to be key to get to our listeners and the majority and the masses in our community. And we want to just talk to patients and say, look, there's things that you can do. It's not, it's not, you're not uh, pegged with, you know, uh, a death sentence. You know, this is something you can do. It can be reversed. You can take action. And I encourage people to really do their research and really try to educate themselves and their families because this is something that's predominantly can be preventable. Great advice. Dr. D, if our listeners want to connect with you, how can they do that? So, uh, website is drds.ca, uh, so drds.ca, uh, or my clinic, ProMedics, uh, which we're located in Thornhill. Uh, phone number is 905-882-7688. And Dr. Mike, just before we wrap up the show, where can we find you and your team at Apple Med? Uh, you can reach us at uh, 905-417-4000. Our clinic, we've got, we're 3560 Rutherford Road. We're in the Desiree Plaza, right off of um, Rutherford, just close to the 400. You can reach us at uh, www.applemed.ca. You can check us out on Instagram, and you can check this and many other of our episodes at Apple Med Clinic is our tag. And then I'd like to thank Dr. D for coming on because you're really giving us a lot of support. You're very well. And it's really important to like let our listeners know that there's something that we can do. I'd like to thank Nature's Emporium as well for uh, their efforts in, in helping us uh, give our listeners some education as well. And looking forward to our continued conversation about heart health. That's our show for this week. If you missed any part of Health is Wealth, go to our website, 1059theregion.com. I'm Tina Cortez. Thanks for listening. Have a question for Dr. Mike? Call us at 416-335-1059. Tweet us at 1059theregion or email us info at 1059theregion.com.